Welcome to Great Points, financial insights for improving your relationship with money. I'm Matt Schroeder, Certified Financial Planner and Director of Financial Planning at Great Point Wealth Advisors, a fee-only registered investment advisory firm with offices in Boston and Danvers, Massachusetts. Welcome back, everybody. In today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about savings and specifically your 401k and whether or not that's the right place for you to be saving or start saving or continue to save into. If you listened to my last episode on compounding interest, you understand that the earlier you start saving, the better. And when we talk about what we're going to talk about today is essentially where you save those dollars and the other factor that uh, can impact savings, which is taxes. So just like our last episode, I'm going to start with a little bit of a visualization. So you are 62 years old. You are cutting the cake at your uh, retirement party as you're considering the next stage of your life. And you open up your retirement account balances and you're looking at a, a number that looks something like $2 million. And you, know, you pat yourself on the back for all the hard work and savings. And, and then you uh, retire. And in your very next day of retirement, you open up and you look at that retirement savings. And instead of saying $2 million, it only says $1.4 million. And immediately you start to panic because you're like, what happened to my $600,000? And quickly you realize that that $600,000 that just disappeared is the tax that you have not paid on that 401k balance because it's been growing tax deferred and you got a break when you saved it initially. Now, obviously this is a an illustration. No one tends to empty out their 401k on the first day of retirement or ends up paying taxes all up front. Um, but it, taxes are a significant impact uh, when we look at clients planning for retirement and you know how they figure out their cash flow and where they're going to take their dollars out of. And when you're at that age, it's too late to kind of go back and undo what you've already done. Now, paying taxes is inevitable, so we're not going to avoid taxes at every stage of your life, but we want to make sure that you have a proactive approach to how you save and really make sure that you're aware of the, the implications of you know, where you put money and how that may impact your taxes both today and in the future. So let's start with what a 401k is and why you know, a lot of clients feel pressured to participate in their 401k plan. So essentially a 401k is a pre-tax savings program offered through your employer. It means you put a dollar in and you get to take that, write that dollar off your taxable income for the year. So there's basically an immediate uh, gain there based on your tax situation. Um, the reason why 401ks are so popular and why there's a lot of pressure is, you know, 50 years ago, most people, when they started at their job, they were offered some form of pension. And over the last 30 or so years, pensions have been phased out and been replaced by employee participation plans, which basically means you have to save for your own retirement. So you feel a lot of pressure uh, to save so that you you will have that nest egg down the road because there may not be a pension uh, for you to draw upon. The other pressure usually comes from your parents. So when 401ks started becoming popular, most people didn't catch on right away. So they might have waited uh, a while before participating in their plan and they regret that decision. They wish they'd started earlier. Uh, so they're going to, you know, kind of chirp at their children to get started as early as possible. You need to put away and save for your retirement and, and don't forget to save for your retirement. Um, so there's a lot of different pressures on there that are pulling people to use their 401k. 
Um, and at a core, it's a very easy way to save. You know, when you if your employer offers a plan, usually when you get hired, there's an enrollment form and you check off a box that says take 3% of my salary or 5% of my salary. And now in some employers and HR programs, they don't even give you an option. They just take it unless you tell them to not take it. And some employers want to motivate you to save. So they might match your contribution. So if you put in 3%, they'll put in 3%. Um, and that helps you know the overall plan size grow. It also helps the employer defer some of the responsibility of you know, uh, you know, retirement planning down the road of not having to fund a pension. That's their contribution to your long-term success and uh, you know, the retention of their key employees. So if you have this super easy, great plan that allows you to save and save on taxes, why wouldn't you take advantage of it? Um, and the answer to that question is you probably should. Um, but at what level and how much is the right level for you? And, you know, kind of give you a second visualization, which I've seen this in a number of client situations, is you start, you know, right out of the gate, you're making good money, you're graduated from college, you're putting away money in your 401k, you don't have a lot of other expenses out there, so you start saving aggressively. And that money starts growing and compounding, and you keep, you know, putting in as much as possible as you can. Um, then you start to think about getting married, having a family, buying a home, and you get to be in your mid-40s and your retirement balances you know, are doing great. You might have three hundred, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars $500,000 saved for retirement. Uh, but when you look at your month-to-month -month, uh, accounts, your checking account balance is pretty tight. And you might have run up some credit card debt you know, to kind of pay for uh, holidays or vacations or, or wedding trips or what have you. Um, and you know, on paper, it looks like you're doing great. You've got a net worth of you know, 500000 or more. Uh, but you feel like you're you're stuck. You're living paycheck to paycheck. So, you know, when we talk about you know the best way to save, it's making sure you understand what all your options are. Making sure that you understand the benefits today, the the implications down the road, um, and that way you can make you know confident decisions uh, that are right for you. And more importantly, have a system or a strategy to you know, review them from time to time. You know, because just because you start saving into your four hundred one k right out of the gate doesn't mean you have to keep saving at that same pace until you turn 62 and retire. You know, and essentially that's what we help clients do. Make sure they've got a savings plan for today. Make sure that they're on track for their long-term goals, but also you know, reviewing with them on an ongoing basis the, the, the techniques that we're using and making sure they still apply to their short-term and long-term financial goals. So let's talk about two additional options that you have for savings in addition to your 401k. Uh, and then we'll talk about some of the criteria and you know, how we help clients identify what's really the, the right approach for them. So in addition to your 401k or, or IRA, that, which are both pre-tax accounts, you may be eligible to save for a Roth IRA or your employer might offer a Roth 401k. And the big difference there is when you put a dollar in a Roth account, you do not get any immediate tax benefits. But those dollars, they grow tax-deferred just like a 401k, um, but when you take them out, if you wait till retirement, they're income tax-free. Uh, the other advantage of a Roth account is that the principal that you put in, since you've already paid the government, in an emergency, if you ever needed those dollars back, you could possibly access that principal without having to pay any taxes or penalties. So a Roth option is another tool that you should be aware of about you know, the, the short-term and long-term benefits. 
and you know whether that may be something that's appropriate for you. Uh, the other area is essentially what we call a taxable investment, and this could be a, a brokerage account or an account where you might buy individual stocks. Uh, the main difference is that any of the interest or growth on those accounts could be taxable in any given year that you are making trades or selling things. So you're not getting the benefit of tax-deferred growth. You have to pay taxes on the gains along the way, but you retain 100% flexibility for liquidity. So if you needed that money at age 37 versus 62, you're not paying IRS penalties to get those dollars out earlier. So now you have a little bit of information or enough to be dangerous. Uh, usually the follow-up question is, okay, well, what do I do? Should I do my 401k? Should I do a Roth? Should I do a taxable account? Or should I do them all? Um, so as we help clients think through their criteria and their best approach, you have to ask yourself a couple of different questions. You know, First is, how much am I trying to save? If all you can afford to save is $25 a paycheck, you're probably not going to put $8.33 into three different accounts. You're going to pick one that's best for you at this given time. Um, on the flip side, if you're you know, making good money and there's not a lot of expenses at this point and you can save a couple thousand dollars a month, that's where you want to make sure you understand the pros and cons of you know, having diversity in, in your saving strategy. Uh, the second thing you want to be aware of is what is your tax bracket? And the tax bracket is essentially the amount of tax you pay on the, on the next dollar you earn. So it could be 12%, it could be 22%, it could be as high as 37%. And if you're in a 37% tax bracket, you're more motivated to get a tax break today versus somebody who may be at the earlier stage of their career, maybe in the 12% tax bracket. Uh, there's not as uh, much of a benefit to get a pre-tax savings. So if you're in the lower tax bracket, you might want to consider the idea of a Roth IRA versus a or a Roth 401k versus a traditional 401k. On the flip side, if you're at the higher tax bracket, you have to you know ask yourself, am I likely to stay at this tax bracket? And if uh, or do I think the government's going to increase taxes even higher? So even though I'm at a high tax bracket, I may not be at the highest one in the future. Um, so you want to understand, you know, where your current, you have to know what your tax bracket is so you can make a good educated decision. The next area is when are you going to need these dollars? So we talk a lot about with clients about liquidity. So if you put a dollar today away, you know, and you're 25 years old, it's nice thought to say I won't need any of this money for the next 37 years until I retire. But life's bumpy. Things get in the way. And all of a sudden you find yourself in that client situation where you've got a, a large balance in your 401k and not enough money to buy the new car uh, without taking a high interest debt. So yes, you got a tax break, but now you're paying 11% interest on a car loan or on a store credit card to buy something that you need today. So you want to understand your time frame and how much can you afford to really just let grow for the long term and you know how much you might need in, in the short term. So if you're thinking about budgeting for maybe a home purchase or a wedding or a child's education, you know that's where you may want to look at having some allocation or some funds in that taxable account that can still grow and be invested for the long term, but if things change and you needed liquidity, you could access those dollars. So to answer the question of what should you do, the answer is it depends. And any, any advice that starts with you know exactly what you need to do uh, when they haven't asked you any questions about your current situation or 
you know, the, the ideas that we just talked about is advice you should be very weary of. You want to make sure that it is appropriate for you and for the people that are involved in your decision-making process and not a one-size-fits-all, you know, here's what everyone needs to do type of advice. So if I can leave you with anything, you know, I would say the first thing you have to do is commit to savings, you know, whether it's $25 a month or 10% of your paycheck, whatever it is you can commit to saving, that's step one. Step two is understanding all the options that are at your fingertips. So if you're, does your employer offer a 401k? Do they offer a Roth 401k? Is there a match on my retirement plan? You know, do I make enough money or do I make too much money to be able to use a Roth IRA? Um, you know, just understanding all the tools that are available at your fingertip. And the final step is to take action. So pick a number that you think you can confidently save for at least 12 months and start saving, you know, whether it's into your 401k or into an investment account or a Roth IRA. And then once a year, review how much you've saved, how much it's grown by, and look at you know, what you're earning and see if you can increase that by a few dollars. Or if it's creating stress in your life, maybe reduce it for a 12-month period. Um, but like I said, a simple habit is just looking at it maybe once a year uh, and then trying to increase that, that savings goal as, you, kind of, as your income has changed or your expenses or surroundings have changed. Now, I hope you can apply some of what you heard today to improve your relationship with money. And thanks again for listening. Until next time, on Great Points with Matt Schroeder. Great Points is hosted by Matt Schroeder. Great Point Wealth Advisors is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities and Exchange Commission in accordance and compliance with the securities laws and regulations. Great Point Wealth Advisors does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through Great Points. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.